Listen, I get it. You like saving in Bitcoin. But check this out. You can actually complement your HODL position by investing in Bitcoin startups. If you want additional upside and enjoy learning about angel investing, you should check out Lightning Ventures. Lightning Ventures is a great way to stack real equity in Bitcoin-only companies. They've invested in businesses you've heard about on this show, including Azteco, CrowdHealth, and Swan Bitcoin. And Lightning Ventures makes it easy to get started in the world of early stage investing. The minimum investment is only $1,000 per deal, and you only invest in the deals that make sense to you. So if you want to get a behind the scenes look at the startups you know and love, if you want a chance to support their growth, and if you want another opportunity to profit as the Bitcoin ecosystem develops, check out the 60 second application in the show notes to get started today in building a world that runs on better money. Welcome to the Business Bitcoinization Show, the show dedicated to helping you enrich your life and grow your business with Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guest today is Austin Mitchell, who is the co-founder and CEO of a company called Sonota. Sonota is focused on harnessing Bitcoin and the Lightning Network to deliver unparalleled efficiency for the energy industry. And if you're not quite sure what that means, we'll unpack it in today's episode. But before we get to our interview with Austin, we have this week's Bitcoin Meetup Spotlight. And because Sonota is in the Columbus area, we're going to roll back the Bitcoin Meetup Spotlight for Columbus Bitcoin. If you're in the central Ohio area, then you owe it to yourself to head out to the next Columbus Bitcoin meetup on January 10th at 6 p.m. located at 16-Bit Bar in Dublin, Ohio. Columbus Bitcoin is a bi-weekly Bitcoin social meetup. They share Bitcoin stories, technical expertise, business networking, and most importantly, create new friendships. Regardless of whether you're brand new to Bitcoin, just trying to navigate and understand the terminology, or whether you helped write the rough draft of the Bitcoin white paper back in 2009, all are welcome to come learn and share their experience. For more information, visit columbusbitcoin.io or follow Columbus Bitcoin on Twitter. Now, if you're not in the central Ohio area, then I encourage you to download the Oshi app, open up the app, and you'll be able to find the closest Bitcoin meetup to you. Either way, I encourage you to get involved in a local Bitcoin meetup. You're going to create a lot of great relationships and learn a lot along the way. Now, we're going to get to our interview with Austin right after this. Business owners, unlock the benefits Bitcoin has to offer your business with the Bitcoin for Business Quick Start Guide. This 27-page guide highlights the six ways you can grow your business with Bitcoin. Check it out in the show notes. Austin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Josh. It's great to be here. So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you a little bit better and give us some insight for our own lives. Are you ready for these? Yes, sir. When and how did you first learn about Bitcoin? Yeah, so I first learned about Bitcoin in 2018. Um, it was actually sort of the the bull run there when I was working at uh, an energy retail shop, and I was you know sitting within the the supply department, so all of our traders, and you know any any sort of commodity run up usually, usually sparks their interest. And so when when Bitcoin was was you know bursting through the seams in terms of, of price at that time. Um, they were talking about it, and and so from my standpoint, sort of watching the excitement, I you know said, hey, I want to learn about this. I actually I, I function by putting a little bit of skin in the game, so I made my first purchase in early 2018, and uh, that really sort of began my journey for understanding what Bitcoin was. Um, it sort of immediately kind of spoke to me on on a number of levels as to 
okay, what is the purpose of Bitcoin and and why why should somebody want to to hold it? And and so I've been a hold, holder ever since. Um, but I'll tell you, the Orange Pill moment actually happened at Bitcoin Miami 2021. Um, I was down there actually you know, sort of representing the utility that I worked for at the time. And it was you know through experiences of, of meeting Greg Foss, getting a, a math lesson, uh, dinner with the IBEX team, that that was really sort of what helped me you know, meet the community for the first time. I was Bitcoin Twitter sort of exclusively until then. But then when I finally got to actually know the people and, you know, really get in touch with the passion um, that people had, that's when I truly understood the incentives. And uh, my orange pill moment, uh, you know, happened there. And on the plane ride home, I never remember, uh, or never forget sort of uh, that plane ride home, just drawing everything out that I could to sort of understand, here's how the incentive model works. And it was a ton of fun from there. So you mentioned Greg Foss and Ibex. Are mm-hmm. there any other people that you see as really instrumental like at the very early days for understanding Bitcoin and its importance? Well, I think one other one other person who was really interesting at the time was actually Jimmy Song. So his mm-hmm. "Thank God for Bitcoin" was was actually part of my experience in that that Bitcoin Miami twenty twenty one you know time there, and it was right after that conference that. Um, Jimmy organized basically a, a book club, so a virtual book club where, you know, him and another a number of other passionate Bitcoiners, we read a book together. Um, and, and I think being able to sort of connect Bitcoin to other parts of my life was, you know, also really, it just showed the different dimensions in which we were working on. And, and yeah. so that was really cool, too. So question number two is this. What's an insight or fact about Bitcoin that you wish everyone understood? Yeah, so I think it goes to the magic internet money concept of it. You know, the fact that Bitcoin has a physical tether to the real real world, you can't just press a button and get more Bitcoin. I think that's the thing that when I talk to people that really resonates with them because you're able to sort of associate it with how easy money is printed today and then draw a contrast with Bitcoin. Um, mm. So I find that when people understand that, it starts to it starts to resonate with them on a different level. What's the Bitcoin resource that you most recommend to other people? Well, it still is hands down Bitcoin Twitter. Um, there is there is nothing like it in terms of just getting to see the debate, you know, all, all the different perspectives that people have related to Bitcoin. And I've always been a student of of really just the people who are putting opinions and perspectives out there. Um, and so that's always where I turn people to go. And of course, I recommend, you know, cer- certain few folks to really get get uh, yourself acquainted with Bitcoin. Um, but what I find is people really kind of take it from there. I mean, that's the that's the beauty of Twitter is you you see what other comments are out there, what what people are linking to and posting about. Um, and I also, you know, ever since I read Jeff Booth's book, uh, The Price of Tomorrow, I, I think, you know, it's not a book about Bitcoin per se, uh, mm-hmm. but I think it really helps people sort of level in where we are in this moment in history and, and what is the future going to look like, um, you know, with technology, with what's the importance of, you know, a deflationary currency or te- technology, uh, if you will. And so I think those two things go hand in hand and really help, I think, change people's perspective and, and see the value of Bitcoin. So beyond Bitcoin, kind of going outside of the Bitcoin conversation, what's a resource tool or, a, or an idea that's been helpful to you or your business recently? Yeah, so for me, it's going to be open source. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can tell you that every industry that I've worked in previously, it has been you know, the opposite of open source. Everything was information was sort of kept close to the close to the chest. Um, you know, you didn't you didn't want to tell people what you were doing, how you were doing it. And we are a company that is is built upon um, a 
the open source stack, and we're leveraging open source in a number of different dimensions in our in our software today. Um, and so when we talk to people, we can really say that hey, we've we've sort of built on the shoulders of giants thus far, and you know our contributions are are themselves sort of incremental relative to all the open source um, software that we're using today. And and it's mm-hmm. for that reason that we we can we as a company are going down that path as well. Um, you know, key components of what we're doing are already open source. And we'll continue to contribute in that way. So I want to I want to stop there for just a second and and ask about this. When it comes to open source, if you're talking to someone who is more from a uh, closed source world, so to speak, what would be the case for thinking more in terms of open source? Because it does seem a little counterintuitive at first, but especially when you look at like the Bitcoin ecosystem, there's incredible work that's being built off of open source projects, and people are profiting significantly from it uh, all over the world. Yeah, that, that's right. So uh, I think the the main thing that we talk about, uh, well, not the main thing, I'll say there's actually a few things that we focus on. The first is really just the speed at which you can you can develop. So when you're not trying to do everything yourself, when you are able to look at projects that have already been been done and, and work that's already out in the public sphere, you're able to really focus on what what is your you know value add in this whole equation. Um, so it, it really has blown me away how quickly we've been able to to stand up our own software because of what has already been done. I think the other thing that I would highlight just goes to, you know, what are your ultimate goals as a company? So we're we're trying to, you know, work in a way where we're minimizing the amount of trust that people have to have in our software. And you know, there's a there's a number of different ways to approach that, but one of the best is is have the code out there for people to to look at, to pick at, to um, scrutinize and and so I think in that way we're able to build in a way that gets us further to where we want to go, which is building software that people feel comfortable using um, and really minimizing the the amount of trust that they have to have in order to use it. So our final question, we call it our arbitrary but insightful question, is this: as a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? Yeah. So this was a this was a fun one to contemplate and. I'm going to go with why. And the reason why is because something that I learned um, about five years ago um, on, on sort of a project thinking about the purpose of a company was just asking the question why five times. And mm-hmm. so there's, you know, it's a whole uh, sort of framework for how do you get to the root cause of a problem. And, and I can tell you that as part of, you know, our formation as a company back in the early days, that's what we did is we just kept asking why. And when you ask why five times, it's shown that you get to the root of any problem that you're trying to solve. And, you know, we're in the business of solving problems. So by doing so, by asking why and, and, and not sort of stopping after your first why, but then continuing to ask why, you really get deep. Meet Linkster, your premier Bitcoin-focused advisor. Linkster caters to businesses, institutions, family offices, and high-net-worth individuals. They merge your unique financial goals and needs with Linkster's Bitcoin expertise to craft your own sustainable plan to preserve and grow the value of your hard-earned profits and retained earnings. And Linkster is not just advice. It's tailored execution. Connect directly with the founder by visiting Linkster.com. That's L-Y-N-C-S-T-E-R. Linkster, secure your future with Bitcoin. Today's episode of Business Bitcoinization is proudly brought to you by Vellus Commerce, where the future of business technology meets Bitcoin. As we journey through the era of Bitcoin and its transformational impact on businesses, there's one name that stands out. 
Vellus Commerce. Whether you're looking to build a cutting-edge website, a seamless mobile app, or custom software, Vellus is your go-to team. They've been diving deep into the world of Bitcoin since 2014, making them one of the most experienced groups for integrating Bitcoin and Lightning payments into a variety of digital platforms. But here's what truly sets them apart. Vela's Commerce doesn't just build. They bring a wealth of knowledge to ensure your project success from day one. Their team understands the nuances of Bitcoin, ensuring that your business stays ahead of the curve. And for all business Bitcoinization listeners out there, Vela's Commerce is offering a free consultation to kickstart your project the right way. So if you're ready to future-proof your business in the coming age of hyper-Bitcoinization, head over to VelasCommerce.com or reach out on Twitter at VelasCommerce. Let's make sure your business thrives in the Bitcoin era. Well, Austin, we're here today to talk about Sonota and what you're doing, what you're looking to do for the energy industry. Let's just start off with a simple question. We'll delve much deeper into the organization, your team, your background, things like that. But first of all, just uh, explain Sonota to us because it's it's a, a new concept, I think, uh, but also somewhat intuitive. I think people see the need for it. So instead of me just talking all over myself, why don't you just explain to us what Sonota is and why it's important for the energy industry? Yeah, thanks, Josh. So the, the the way to kind of think about Sonoda, why do we exist? It's first to just start with thinking about energy transactions today that, that you and I both experience. And if you were to look at your utility bill today, what you would see is that you're paying for energy that you consumed 30, 60, 90 days ago. And, and what that really represents is that every single month you are getting a loan uh, for the energy that, that you've consumed. And what I tell people is that that loan is not free. Uh, there's no mm-hmm. such thing as a free loan. And in fact, when when you actually kind of lift, go under the hood and, and understand sort of all of the different elements that go into providing that loan to making sure that, you know, you're able to pay your bill after you've already consumed this product, being the molecules and the electrons being energy, um, you see that about 10%, maybe more of your, your energy bill is really just associated with that whole process of the fact that you're buying energy on credit every month. Mm. Um, and so that's sort of the... The overarching problem that we're working to solve is that you, with Bitcoin and the Lightning Network, and with the fact that energy data are now available in real time for most homes and businesses across the U.S., we can start to think about a different way to to pay for energy, and that involves Bitcoin and Lightning Network. Um, And so what we sort of identified as, as the problem we can solve is that there is just a disconnect today between how you consume energy and how you pay for it. And so what Sonoda is able to do is we have written open source software built on the Lightning Network that integrates the payment system, so the payment rails of the Lightning Network, directly with energy hardware. So when energy moves, money can move. Our tagline is, you know, money at the speed of energy. And that's really what we're we're trying to accomplish. Now, one of the really neat things, though, is because we're using the Lightning Network, we're able to get instant settlement. And so that actually takes our solution and extends it even further in terms of efficiencies that can be gained, you know, across the back offices, you know, the overhead, everything that exists today to sort of maintain that credit, we can now start to really unwind a lot of that financial inefficiency that exists. And so we're spending a lot of time today talking about what does this mean from an accounting perspective? Because today when, you know, a bill gets sent out, there's multiple multiple touches to your a company's income statement balance sheet throughout that process of finally collecting payment you know, adjusting, making, doing reconciliations. With our software, we're able to essentially cut out all of those those touches, cut out all of those back office processes and just have sort of one simple upload of your, your energy consumption data and the payments at the end of the month. And so you take something that now 
in the present moment can be 60, 70, 90 days after the close to when you can actually settle an account to now you're able to settle it right away. Um, and so that's really sort of transformative, both in terms of the, the transaction side and, and bringing the money in quickly, but also in terms of the efficiencies that will be able to be gained. Mm-hmm. And so when we kind of draw this, this further out, by removing credit from the equation, you're now able to think about, well, what are all of the ways in which we, you know, credit affects the transactions today? And, and a big one today is actually credit risk. So there is a, a, non, a non-small percentage of, of energy bills that go unpaid every month. And those are costs that get socialized to everybody. So if we're mm-hmm. able to find a better way to pay to reduce the credit, we can now you know, remove that, those from the equation. And the last thing I'll say is our solution sort of extends even further down the path of um, how you actually think about the benefits, you know, and benefits that are being provided to low-income, no-income energy consumers today. Um, one of the most interesting things that I observed in my time working in the utility space is that there are a number of benefits that are available, but a significant percentage of them are being unused because of the complexity that's involved in, in trying to prevent fraud in those in those particular situations. And so if you're somebody who needs to get energy benefits to pay for your bills in a you know, time of need, you know, our system can even enable that to occur more efficiently. So it's sort of soup to nuts, everything about how we transact for energy, both uh, you know, just paying your bill to then distributing benefits, all of those things can be done in a much better way with the software that we're providing. Mm-hmm. So now specifically where we're, where we're going into the market today is we're really focused on the Bitcoin mining space. Um, so Bitcoin miners today, um, you know, they're, they're oftentimes because of the credit risk that they pose, they're being you know, put, put into situations where they're having to prepay for energy or they're having to post significant amount of collateral um, you know, to their energy suppliers, to their hosting companies. And so what we're offering to Bitcoin miners is, is a way to pay, pay as you go in Bitcoin. And so what our software does is it allows a Bitcoin miner to pay their energy bills every day directly from their pool payouts. And the money moves across the Lightning Network over to their counterparties, whether it's the energy supplier or the hosting provider's um, nodes, and then instantly is going to then flip into um, dollars or to Bitcoin, depending on what their preference is. So you've taken a transaction that today involves Excel spreadsheets, you know, manually sending and, and, and paying for invoices, to now one full, fully automated frictionless process where the Bitcoin miners paying in Bitcoin and then their energy supplier or their host is receiving dollars or Bitcoin instantaneously over the Lightning Network. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a really compelling value proposition because you're removing credit from the equation and you're allowing Bitcoin miners to pay in Bitcoin. So you're, you're bringing in incredible value to the Lightning Network overall, which is good for the whole ecosystem. And, and so that's really sort of why we're starting there is that it gives us an opportunity to use the Lightning Network as then... We, we sort of evolve and grow in other dimensions that will allow Sonoda to move outside of the Bitcoin mining space and start to go into other other parts of other energy transactions like solar, um, you know, sort of renewable power contracts all the way down to eventually your utility bill. So the benefits of what you're doing, uh, they're very clear for the consumer. Uh, I wanted to delve a little bit deeper into some of the longer term results for the ener- energy industry. But then when you just share this example of what you're looking to do with Bitcoin miners, maybe uh, that question just leads me to ask, what does it look like right now for the uh, energy provider that you're working with, that the miners are working with? How do they currently value this? Like, are because you're not using credit, do they give a 10% cut? Maybe you can't give all all those deals, but 
maybe just share with us how the energy company is currently thinking about the value that Sonota and streamed payments brings to their business. Yeah, so so really when we talk to energy suppliers today, the the what we really pose to them is is you know contrast with today where it's either a prepayment um, or it's a post payment and they're posting collateral. And and really that whole system involves, as I said, having to maintain that collateral, it, it takes a lot of work. Um, and so the value proposition that we that we're offering to them is is really just better cash flow. Um, so if you are an energy supplier, if you are a mining host, this is a way to now get cash in the door the minute that energy is being supplied. And and so from that standpoint, everybody likes better cash flow. So it's 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 really a I think a good a, a good way for us to sell the product to to the energy industry itself um, because of the the burden that the current system poses to them. Um, and then add on, adding on to that, the, the back office efficiencies, the fact that this is a fully automated system, uh, that's where then sort of the benefits start to compound. Who can use it right now? Like it, if there were to be someone who's in charge of some sort of energy company listening to this podcast, could they just call you up? Or is this really something you're focusing on with Bitcoin miners right now to really um, iron things out and just make sure you're building out the product at a steady, consistent pace? Yeah, so I alluded to this earlier, but I think the really big thing, so there have been a number of, of different attempts to sort of bring blockchain to the energy industry. Mm -hmm. um, so the problem that we're trying to solve or, or that we're solving is not a new problem. It's, you know, and solutions to it have been proposed through a number of different blockchains, as I said. Um, but what, they, what they've all lacked is, is really something that's going to kind of catapult those systems, those solutions into the mainstream. And so that's really what Bitcoin mining represents to us, because it's, it's a native way for them to pay in, in the currency that they make their revenue in, Bitcoin. Um, and the Bitcoin mining industry is big enough to where we can really scale within that to then start offering the same products and services outside of this space. So we view Bitcoin mining as, as our beachhead market where we're going to get started. They'll help us you know, bring scale to the solution. And then we'll work in, as I said, into other deregulated, unregulated markets within the energy industry. Um, so if there was an energy supplier today, you know, certainly we're we're in the mode of of talking to as many people as we can because we're just you know largely getting started, you know, in in any sort of energy contracts that they have. So we're speaking with a large solar developer this week, for example, um, that does all of their own billing for their for their PPAs that they put solar panels mm. on people's homes. Um, so there's going to be sort of immediate adjacent opportunities that we're going to be looking at. Um, but Bitcoin mining is really what's going to allow us to really cut our teeth to build the solution, to mature the solution in a way that's going to allow us to move to other markets. Um, so when we talk to energy suppliers, the story really is today really understanding the problems that they face, understanding what are the ways in which you know we would need to, to tailor our solution to successfully integrate with what they already do. Um, I think that's where it's going to be really interesting for us is to understand you know, what are their existing accounting processes? What are their existing ERP systems? So how are we going to be able to integrate with those successfully? So that way they can they can receive the full benefits as quickly as possible. We've talked on some other episodes about the, the tech stack that people use, maybe some other services that you're integrating with. And I'm, I'm curious if there are any other Bitcoin companies that you partner with at the moment because I'm thinking uh, these companies that are receiving lightning payments, they may not want to keep 
the payments in Bitcoin, for instance, and they, mm-hmm. they want to change them to dollars. So, do you work with any company on that end, or in general, find it beneficial for your purposes to partner with other companies? Yeah, we do. So, the one of the key ones that you know we use um, Voltage to provide uh, the infrastructure on the Lightning side. So, you know, the way to think about our software is, you know, Voltage is what is exists to help you know move the funds across the Lightning network. Uh, but then really our software is sort of a wrapper around that voltage node to then provide the intelligence, the smarts to do the integration with the energy hardware. Um, so voltage has been great. Uh, we love working with the team um, and we think their solution is, is fantastic for our needs. Um, and then when you think about at the back end, so if an energy supplier or a mining host wants to receive USD, which today all of the ones we talk to do, that's sort of where they're at. They don't want to hold Bitcoin quite yet. Um, we do work with the third party that does the BTC to USD conversion. Um, okay. and, and so what we're able to do, though, is that process can happen instantaneously such that the minute the you know, Bitcoin is being used for payment, it's atomically being flipped to dollars and deposited to their bank account. Um, so that's certainly an area where um, you know, we're relying on third parties to do that sort of money service business side of things, um, which allows us to stay a decentralized uh, software ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. As we move forward in time and to break into those other markets, one of the things that we're going to have to really focus on, as well as the on-ramp side. So talking there about the off-ramp BTC to USD, but in order to grow into those other spaces, we're also going to need and rely upon third parties to help us do the on-ramp. So from USD to BTC or whatever the local currency is. Now. Austin, you mentioned in the past that you'd work with utilities companies. I'm curious to know a little bit more about, you also mentioned that other uh, blockchain attempts have been made to do what Sonota's doing. So maybe where was the inspiration for Sonota for you? And talk to us a little bit about the team that you've formed and um, some of the growth you guys are looking to do in the future. Yeah, so so I'll start with, with the team because really we, Everybody that's working for Sonoda today is has been working for for Sonoda you know, for for quite some time. So we've we've been a team that has been um, you know coming from the energy space, coming from the the Bitcoin Lightning space. Uh, this has been an idea that we've been developing um, and uh, sort of chipping away for for the better part of a year. Uh, you know, whenever we could to to really develop this idea, we began thinking just in terms of Bitcoin mining um, when. When I started to learn about Bitcoin mining, what was really sort of interesting, um, sort of paradigm shifting from our perspective was here were it was an entire industry that was changing how we thought about energy. Uh, my entire career had been spent, how do we bring energy to people in the most efficient way possible? And what I saw were Bitcoin miners were actually moving themselves to the energy to get you know, cheaper energy uh, directly from the source. And, and what that sort of opened my eyes, but also the team's eyes to is, hey, this is, you know, this is an industry that really gets energy and also is, is showing a whole new way of efficiency around energy. And efficiency in terms of how, like from a market pricing perspective, because it was, you know, not relying upon sort of geographical constraints for, to influence what the price would be. Um, and what was interesting as we sort of dug into this as a team, was we saw so much of the equation was changing in terms of how Bitcoin miners were approaching energy, but what wasn't changing was how they were transacting with their counterparties. So that was sort of the uh, what what was sort of the the first evolution of the idea. Once we 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 began with the idea of well, how do we help make this easier? And we saw mm-hmm. well, Bitcoin miners are already doing this on their own. They're finding these sources of energy. So 
that wasn't going to be where we were going to make our mark. Uh, and that's where asking why, 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 you know, gets us to that, hey, well, the biggest issue, that problem that we see is the, the way that they still transact. And it was through the team's experience in writing contracts where, we're, where, where we embedded a risk premium for the, the fact that the, the customer may default, where, you know, we had all experienced the collateral side of, of the equation before in previous roles, that as a team, we said, this is where there's a huge opportunity to use this technology to move money as quick as energy. And, mm-hmm. and so the team itself, so we have 125 years of energy experience. And, and that's really where, you know, relying upon, you know, the fact that I've been in the energy industry my entire life, um, you know, reached out to immediately to, to friends I, I knew in the space who I knew were open-minded, innovative people and had experienced these things themselves. And so we, we quickly sort of came together, um, went to the meetup uh, here in Columbus, Ohio, uh, that's why I met Max, our head of technology, and you know we were described to him the problem we wanted to solve, and, and his immediate answer is, you know, we can solve this, you know, using Bitcoin and Lightning Network. So it all came together great. Um, my other co-founder, Lisa Scott, um, she's actually my sister, which is great um, to have her as part of the team. Um, so she's a, a, a JD and a CPA. So when it comes to those conversations that we're having with you know folks in the back office with the CFOs of energy companies, uh, there's nobody better who's going to be able to help us communicate. You know the disruptive nature of the change, but how this is going to ultimately free up tons of resources for companies um, and help really reduce you know their risk profile from a credit perspective. So then, in the future, it sounds like the approach that Sonota is taking allows you to be really lean. What what does the future look like? Could Sonota like um, be the service that? every single energy business out there runs on? Do you expect there to be competition? It seems like you're like the first mover in the Bitcoin space that's doing this. I'm curious how you're thinking about positioning yourself and the, the future growth for Sonota. Yeah, so you know when we, when we talk about Sonota and where, where ultimately the vision is, it's the entire energy economy being brought to Bitcoin and the Lightning Network. And so we often try to paint a picture for folks. When you walk into a utility today, you know, and, and you go into the control room, what you would see is all of the physical nodes of the energy system, the points of production, generation, the substations, the gener- the compressor stations, the large consumers, you would see all of that sort of on the big screen, if you will. And, and so each of those represent physical nodes of the energy system. Um, so what we envision is that in the future, all of those physical nodes will also have their own node in the Lightning Network. Mm-hmm. And and so it's the entire energy economy. So all of the flows of energy uh, will now be integrated with the flow of money. So it's the synchronous flow of money and energy together. And uh, you know we're not we're we're not of the opinion that this is a, a task for Sonoda and Sonoda alone. Um, mm-hmm. Partly because you know we're building on this open source stack. So uh, we actually invite other people into the space because it's going to take. Uh, a lot of effort to bring this industry onto the Bitcoin Lightning Network, um, and and so that's really kind of our our approach right now is that this is this is an opportunity that is so great for Bitcoin and so great for the energy industry that we want to invite people in not only to help us but to to sort of advance their own businesses um, and and so that's why building open you know we're able to think about how will we integrate with other people providing similar products and services down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, we ultimately view, and this is sort of taking a page out of you know Jack Mallers' book, that the future, you know, who's going to win customers in the future? It's going to be based on who provides the best customer experience, and and so from from where we are today, which is really focusing on the transaction side, the financial side of that transaction, and doing that in the most efficient way possible, 
there's going to be other ways in which we'll be able to grow in this space that are going to also add value. And so from us, it's here's this core functionality that we're bringing to the table today. But there's other ways financially that the energy industry needs support and can use a more efficient way to do things. And, mm -hmm. and so as an example, one of the things that we talk a lot about is that the need for collateral is not going to go away. Um, there's going to be instances where we're going to need where we're going to need collateral in the future. We're going to need to be able to transfer risk. So that's going to be one way in which you can think of a company like Sonoda growing to provide even more services down the road. Um, another thing that I'll also mention just goes to thinking about what are all of the transactions that are associated with energy. So it, it can be the case that you know today one of the things that we're working on is with just energy brokers in the equation. So. One of our very first um, implementations of our software commercially, you know, was brought to us by an energy broker. And the energy broker, interesting story is that, you know, they're the last people in line to get paid. So not only, you know, do we have this cash lag that I talked about where you are paying your bill later, but then there's this daisy chain of payments where you pay your utility, then your utility pays the transmission company, transmission company pays the generator, the supplier. So you have this, this sort of long chain of payments to where sometimes people at the very end of that payment chain don't get paid for 180 days. So what you can start to think about is how do you actually flatten out that daisy chain and make sure everybody in that equation is paid right from the start. So the moment when you pay your bill, you won't have to do anything different, but multiple counterparties, multiple people in the value chain will be paid. And, and so I bring that up because going back to the broker, you know, here's an opportunity where somebody who, who, who has, a, you know, a financial interest in in the settlement of this contract, but has to wait a while to get paid. Now they can be paid instantly. And so the broker is an easy one, very direct connection to the energy consumption. But then you can start to think about other value adds, such as the, you know, somebody who's providing insurance to that project. You know, do you want to still pay for insurance, uh, you know, on a quarterly basis? Or could the insurance also be paid for in an incremental, you know, daily mm -hmm. basis? So it's sort of all of those things that can be attached to energy projects and then the long arc of it is when you think about, let's say, a solar installation. Um, if you are the person who was the electrician on that project, today you're going to be paid sort of upfront for your work. But maybe down the road, as you think about the you know, economy of the future, rather than sort of taking payment upfront for your work, you actually say, you know what, I'd like, I'd like a, a small percentage of all future revenues. And, and so you can sort of really change business models, change the economy in, in, in different really interesting ways that will further align incentives because now if you're the electrician and you're getting paid on the future production of a project, um, not only is it seamless to do with our software, but you know, you're, you're going to want that project to, to perform successfully for, for a longer period of time. Well, I appreciate you sharing that thought exercise with us. It's really interesting to think about how the economy might change as payments are being streamed and maybe extra costs that were necessary in the past are no longer important. So maybe before we finish up today, uh, could you share with us some final thoughts that you might have, anything you haven't been able to share yet, as well as letting people know where they can find out more about Sonota and keep up with what you're doing? Yeah, so I think I think one of the things that we like to talk about, and this is kind of goes to the, the again to the long arc of where things go, but it, it really has to do with just how our system today was built. And mm -hmm. our our energy system used to be very vertically integrated, very centralized. And and what I mean by that is that your utility used to do everything. So from the generation to the transmission to the distribution. Um, but over time, as we all have seen, 
you know, the energy system, the energy industry itself is becoming decentralized. We now have solar panels on people's roofs. We have batteries. So that whole central model has been breaking down for decades. And that's now starting to accelerate. So what we offer, and what I think we should all get excited about, is the decentralization of the physical energy system, now having a decentralized way for transacting on the financial side. Mm. And, and when you start to kind of think about that, it really opens the door to what can be a dynamic future for energy, where the, the price that we pay for energy can really be something very granular. It can be down to the house level, down to the neighborhood level, if you will. Um, whereas today, when we pay our, our energy bills, you know, it's often the case that if you're if you're a home and you're within the service area of utility, you all pay the same rate for electricity, even though the cost to serve, the cost to actually bring that electricity to you varies between neighborhoods, varies between cities. So what we really want people to do and get excited about is think about how this is going to fundamentally change energy markets. And when we can fully under fully realize the value of energy, um, we're able to now start to to really think about a future of energy abundance. And what I mean by that is you're now able to see where, where there's arbitrage opportunities in real time. And, and so this is gonna be really a driving force for energy access and equity across the world. You know, the incremental KWH that I consume in my house is very, very less valuable than that, that KWH supplied somewhere else in the world. Um, mm -hmm. So you think about, and specifically into an emerging market, um, so when you think about the economic value of that KWH in, in let's say, you know, remote, a remote microgrid in Africa, there is so much value that that can bring um, to somebody who has low access to energy today. And so what we get really excited about is, is the ability now to see uh, a much more dynamic energy system start to, to materialize, one that is able to really properly value energy resources where they exist and when they exist. And... When you think about pair that with then Bitcoin and Lightning Network, we're also able to think globally now. So one of the areas where we've been really focused is how can we actually demonstrate our software making energy payments across borders? And so we have a couple of different um, partners on the ground in Africa today who are building mini grids. And so we're, we're able to show that we can actually pay for electricity, you know, here from the United States that's being consumed in one of those mini grids. And what that's going to allow us to do and sort of think about a future is where the global energy economy itself opens up, where you can invest across borders into energy infrastructure or into projects that consume energy. And so for us, that gets really exciting because it does, it does sort of move us way further down the path of, of bringing about a world where we don't have a billion people without access to electricity today. We can now start to solve that with market-based solutions. So everything about what we're doing really moves us forward in that way and and we really think there's just such power in really leaning into the 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 transparency that markets can that when you have transparent markets the power that can come from that is going to be huge it's going to be game changing and and so we really are are super bullish on the technology super bullish on bitcoin lightning network of course um and as a company we're just really excited to to drive forward you know we know we know we're early but we think we have a really good strategy for you know using bitcoin mining as as that beachhead you know, the people who can help us initiate this innovation and then take it elsewhere. So if people want to keep up with what Sonota is doing, can you share the website as well as any socials that you want people to follow to keep up with you? Yeah, so our website is Sonota, S-Y-N-O-T-A dot I-O. Um, you know, that has some, some basic information about the team um, and, and, you know, what we're focused on today. 
Um, I'll also, you know, advertise that we are um, hiring a full stack engineer presently. So uh, if you are interested, um, please apply. Um, and of course, if you are a Bitcoin miner or if you are an energy supplier and, you know, the problems we're solving today, you know, associated with, you know, cash lag and credit risk, if they resonate with you, uh, we of course welcome, you know, welcome you to reach out. We'll be happy to to lift the hood, show you, show you the solution, um, how it can work for your business and, um, you know, get you on the, uh, on the roadmap for uh, implementation in 2023. Great. Well, awesome. Thanks so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much, Josh. Well, friends, it's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Business Bitcoinization Show. If you want to reach out to either me or Austin, you can find our links down in the show notes. And if you know of someone, especially someone in the energy industry who would enjoy this episode, please share it with them. As always, keep building, keep growing. And until next time, keep living and leading well. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, thank you. If you want to take a further step in your support for the show, you can help us grow by listening on Fountain, a value-for-value value podcast app on iOS or Android. If you hear something you like that you disagree with or anything else, you can share it by sending some sats and adding a comment with your thoughts. Some of you have already done this, and I appreciate it. I'm going to begin reading your boosts on upcoming episodes, so if you have some insight or value to add, let the people know. Getting started with Fountain is easy. You can add Bitcoin to your Fountain wallet by using your fiat accounts or any lightning wallet and one of my favorite features is that once you're using the app you can earn sats just by listening on fountain check out the link in the show notes to get started with fountain today